0: Talk Radio. Well, hey, everybody. I know that you think it's been like six months since I've been on the air, but frankly, it's been like a month. Oh, my God. It was kind of freaking me out this morning, as a matter of fact, when I was trying to get together um, to have Jessica's interview. I said to myself, oh, my God, has it really been that long? Well, if you guys follow me on social media or anywhere else, you already know that I've been knee-deep in our film festival, in my clothing line, and, oh, my God, about a thousand things. So I don't want to keep Jessica holding on the line too long. So let's just get to our announcements real quickly, and then we'll get to our wonderful interview. I want to remind everybody of the obvious big gig coming up, which is less than a week away. Oh, my God, I'm petrified and literally working 24-7. Art is Alive Film Festival, now going on for the third year. Uh, It's going to be held in Brooklyn, New York this year, as a matter of fact. It's starting on July 31st, going through August 4th. So that's five full days starting July 31st at 2 o'clock Central Central Time. You can see where my head's at, Eastern Time, because I'll be in New York City. If you want the details on all the screenings, all the different events that are going on, please visit Facebook page, which is Art is Alive Film Festival, otherwise, the website itself, which is artisalivefilmfestival.weebly.com. You'll be able to see each and every one of the screenings. I, of course, will be present all five days. My partner Michael, of course, is going to be present as well with his MG Frock line, and he has also uh, been fortunate enough, all of my other judges selected him to be screened. He is the lead in a feature film called The Damage, and that will be screening on August second at 6:15 p.m. so please come see me see him see both of us etc we are still taking media coverage still accepting volunteers so yes i need volunteers everyone always needs volunteers so please come and help us uh still taking sponsorships advertisers anybody interested direct way to contact me is not the phone because i can't even answer myself cin four two five one at gmail Go ahead and send all your requests, all your information, everything to me directly. Um, speaking of MG Frocks, I want to remind everybody that all of our shirts are up and running. We've got the Walwood shirt. We've got three different uh, children's shirts, which are designed and for inspiration for children to going to the creative arts. I'm super excited about these because we call it our triple threat line. So we have one that's an actor, we have one that's a singer, and one that's a dancer, and those are all colored. And then, of course, as you know, if you follow me on social media every day, I am infamous for doing the If You're Reading This Now, which is our inspirational sayings that I used to put on social media, which I now put on T-shirts, apparently. So my first two shirts are available in both big sizes as well as children's sizes. So please, www.mgfrocks.com. Go buy 100, go buy a 1,000, just go buy a shirt, please. Thank you very much. To those of you that are looking for Michael and I in terms of indie films, our next film and frock tour date is August 22nd. We are close to Knoxville, Tennessee. I am so excited about this one. We are actually doing an independent movie drive-in night. I'm super, super excited about this. Why? I've loved the drive-in since I was like 14 years old. Number two, I get to see Michael on the big screen. Who doesn't love that? And not only Michael, but also about seven other filmmakers. Super, super excited. So from 9.30 to 1.30 in the evening, you'll be able to watch nine different films. We'll try to get a Q&A there. We're going to have our shirts there. And, of course, we'll be working there the next day with this huge market that they have at the drive-in. So please spread the word if you're in Tennessee. If you want to come and meet us, please come out and do that. Please go ahead and check out mgfrox.com again, or go to the mgfrox page on Facebook, and you'll be able to find information on that. Last thing before we get to Jessica is my film, films, I should say. Two different films, as you know. A Lifesaver movie right now is in post-production, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. We've now lost our third editor. Uh, So if anybody can help me out with an editor, Anyone. Anywhere, literally, at this point, please let me know. Because, like I said, it's already shot. It's in the can. We need an editor. So please let me know about that. And then in terms of 100 books of Love, we are going back to filming at the end of August. And with any luck at all, by mid-September, I'm guessing and praying and hoping, the whole thing will be in the can and hopefully going to be released before the end of 2019. We are still casting. We're looking for ages 35 to 55, and that would be two males and two females in both states, Wisconsin and New York City. And I, as, as you know, we're a SAG project, so you can be SAG or non-SAG. Email me directly at cin4251 at com, or visit the Facebook page. It's a 100 Looks of Love. Okay. Without further ado, let's get Jessica on the line. Mm-hmm. Jessica? Hello? Hello. Hi, Jessica. Hello. I hope you weren't sleeping through like the 85,000 commercial things that I had to go through there. I'm so sorry, but I'm here. <laughs> it's been forever since I've been on the air, and I'm here. And you're my first guest back in like a month. So thank you very much for being so patient. Of course. This is super exciting. Oh, my goodness. Well, you know, there's a lot that's going on. You know, when you run, you know this yourself because you're a multi challenge. So when you start doing things like running multiple businesses, things get really murky and tough and there's a lot happening. So I use my platform to let everybody know what's going on, but they've heard enough about me and you're more exciting than I am. So let's talk about you. Oh my God, so much to talk about. Um, first of all, I took a look at you more than once and you're beautiful. So I'm 50 and old now. So I want to know what your secret is to being so pretty and so thin. Help us out girl. Cause I need a lot of help.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, well, thank you so much for that compliment. Um, I consider myself just typical average looking, um, but in terms of fitness, I work out like crazy. Um, I normally um, do aerial fitness and bodybuilding type of workouts, but right now I'm actually training uh, for a freediving competition, so there's a lot more cardio
0: right. in my workout, so I'm a lot more leaner than I tend to normally be. <laughs> Ah, well, look at that as a matter of fact. I tend to think it's just because you're pretty in general because some women are just blessed with that. You know, some women have a certain look to them, a certain style to them, obviously, of course. There's a couple components that you mentioned um, that I want to talk about. First of all, I know that you're a fitness model, so obviously fitness is very important to you. So let's break that down a little bit. So, for instance, you're speaking about working out a lot more. There are those of us, and, again, I revert back to my I'm on the 50 thing because I just turned 50. So as we age, obviously, women in general, or actually everybody really, as they age, it becomes a little tougher to get more excited about doing physical fitness and exercise and and keeping ourselves in good shape. So what do you do? I mean, how how would you suggest that some of us get up in the morning and actually get excited? You know what I mean? exercising, working out, taking a walk, what happens when we're like, oh, I'm done with this for like a month? How do you stay motivated to make yourself better? Um, for me, it's about exploring new opportunities. If I am burnt
1: out from one fitness um, activity, then I'm, you know, inspired to try something new. Um, sometimes you just need that little bit of that incubation period. So, you know, when I was burnt out from Ariel, I was like, well, what else can motivate me? And I learned about solid core and went gung-ho hard with solid core and fell in love with that. And solid core is basically like a Pilates on like steroids. It's very, very intense. Awesome. Um, I thought I was fit until I started <laughs> solid core. You know, it, mm-hmm. I, I just have to find something else that keeps me um, motivated and going because you can totally get burnt out by your physical activities. Absolutely.
0: Oh, me. absolutely, and then, on the flip side of the fence, when we talk about staying fit, staying fit isn't just a matter of obviously exercising and working out, it's also a matter of what we put into our bodies in terms of not only there's a mental side of things people talk about staying mentally fit but more importantly uh you know nutrition and diet and how you take care of yourself and I imagine for you, you're probably as disciplined with what you eat as much as how often you exercise, et cetera. Would that be true? Yes,
1: I do follow a uh, very, very, very rigid diet um, made for made for me by my coach uh, Candace Lewis Carter. Um, however, I do have cheat days. Actually, don't not cheat full days, but cheat meals, um, and that, those are important too, so that you know you don't overindulge yourself, you know, at any point in time. But what you put in your body, absolutely, I have seen more of a difference in my body based on my diet more than my fitness level.
0: Ah, I've got you. And and now we live in a world nowadays where I hear a lot of talking about toxins and pollutants and and having to watch and be careful about what you do and how often you, you do. Like I've got some friends that'll go, I don't know if they have it where you're located. We have like Outpost Foods or we have like a Trader Joe's where things are a little bit healthier. Now, People mistake sometimes, I think, the, the stigma attached, meaning if it says a whole food store, then naturally they automatically assume well, we can only buy food from a whole food store. We can only buy food from this place. Is that true necessarily, meaning can you still go to the grocery store and plan yourself out something nutritional and healthy, even though it's not organic, you know what I mean, like sticking to the traditional stuff?
1: Absolutely. You can totally just go into the grocery store, any a, a regular grocery store, and find Absolutely healthy food that you can eat and make great food choices with. You can totally do that. Actually, I had a trainer, um, I call him Trainer Dave, who believed in going to, you know, Walmart's grocery stores, doing his meal prep from there, and he got great results, won a couple bodybuilding competitions, and he's an excellent trainer. There's nothing wrong with it. Just read the label. Huh.
0: Well, and that's the other thing too. Like somebody like myself, we were just talking about this very recently. I was put on a literal diet of a heart patient, so to speak. So then you're looking at having basically very little sodium, almost no cholesterol or carbohydrates. So basically I can eat nothing. Which which is just lovely. Thank you so much. But for those you know, I'm well it's true. I mean, while well, I lie about it, I mean my life's misery and it's hell. I mean I'm living on salad and I go to New York I and I can't eat anything. And I'm like, Yay. But, I mean, There's I'm going to so guess I'm not the only feet. person. I'll, well, yeah, but that's just, that, that's right where I'm leading to, which is, okay, so let's say you've got somebody who isn't necessarily older but does have a recommended diet or, or has to watch their P's and Q's. What would you recommend? I mean, can we live on something besides salads, you know what I mean? Because it gets bland, the same old stuff, you know what I mean, over and over and over again. How do we adjust ourselves to this lifestyle?
1: I say use Google Google. Really? Recipes, yeah. For everything that your doctor says that you can eat, I would say, okay, well, I'm able to eat boneless chicken breast. Let me see all the delicious recipes I can use with boneless chicken breast and Mm -hmm. go to town. There are so many amazing recipes out there. You can get incredibly creative. That's what I do. So therefore, my meals are never boring
0: at that is that awesome, yeah, because some of us don't even look forward to eating, so I'm like, okay, fine. So you can imagine my delight when I said today I got to look at you and think, okay, she's cute, and she's thin, and she's got muscle. Basically, I suck. That's great. Wonderful. So don't no, mind me. I'm just going to be intimidated in the corner over here. But I did find some things out about you, so I'm like, she is normal, folks. For instance, number one. You're a theater nerd. That's what I heard word on the street is. She's a theater nerd. So tell me a bit about that, which means you've either worked in theater or you love the theater. Talk to me about the theater because I'm in the creative arts myself.
1: Yes. So I work in theater. Um, I worked as a stage manager and lighting designer uh, for professional Mm -hmm. theater for a while. Man, Um, it was absolutely incredible. My first professional theater job was actually at the Lake George Opera. I was a super titled operator and theater electrician. Um, I loved lighting. Um, I love, I I really enjoyed behind the scenes in theater and I obviously love attending theater and being a stage manager, you know, obviously I have to love watching it and musical theater is absolutely my favorite. Um, So yeah, I, yeah, theater, theater was a huge part of my life for Several, several, several years.
0: <laughs> and and now, of course, obviously, you know, I guess I have to ask the question because I could, do you sing? I, I wasn't sure if you actually do have vocal skills or not. I wanted to ask you about that because you look like you could literally be an on-stage performer because you already do the aerial stuff and so on. So it mm-hmm. only seemed natural to me. Have you done that before?
1: Um, I have taken vocal lessons. You had to being a theater major, but um, I was not, classify myself as an awesome singer or anything like that i would be more of a dancer who can sing i can hold a tune
0: <laughs> ah well look at that how very cool is that now i would ask you to sing on the show but that might be a little embarrassing and we don't want to embarrass our guests of course be <laughs> <don't>. absolutely embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> don't get me excited because I'm, I'm that kind of girl that does that kind of stuff but no we won't do that I I have to ask this because I I know for a fact, unless some things have changed, that you have pets at home. So I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself while I was preparing for the interview, okay, I know that I'm lucky that I get to see my cat like more than a few times a week because between the kids and then when the kids aren't home, I'm gone. I'm like, how does she do that? So I want to know how you manage to have any kind of a life with pets with this this just crazy panicky schedule that you've got all the time. How does that work?
1: My pets are all kind of like dogs, even though I have cats. Um, but, yeah, I, I love my cats, and I see them as often as I can. They greet me as soon as I come into the door. They know the sound of my car. They are so happy and excited to see me. Um, but, yeah, my my cats are my booze. And then um, my dogs, I tend to take with me. My cats actually outweigh my
0: dogs. So... <laughs> But my dog uh pretty much travels with me everywhere. So Oh my <laughs> gosh, look at that. And do they take to travel well? You know what I mean? Because I imagine like I have a neighbor who just took his uh a dog on the on the road and she's a little bit older and it was like, I don't know, four hours away and it was like hell, he said. She's like oh, it was miserable and she was awful and she didn't like it. So, you know, does is that is that tough for a pet? I mean, you know, life on the road can be hard enough for an adult, let alone a pet, right? Or does it just depend? Uh, well
1: so- my dog is like a trooper.
0: I, he
1: gets on planes. People barely notice that he's even on a plane because um, he doesn't make a noise. He just kind of sits there and chills out and enjoys the ride. Um, I think that at some point during, like, I guess when we hit altitude, he stands up, takes a look out the window, then sits back down in my lap and chills out. I mean, he's just the best dog to be around, so... It doesn't seem to impact (laughs) them.
0: Look at that. And now I have a question for the benefit of all the gents that live in Washington because, yes, of course, some people look on my wall and other places. They see the people that are coming on my show, and the inquiring minds want to know, does that girl have a significant other? So, (laughs) Jessica, (laughs) since you're on the phone and since we have a captive audience, of course, inquiring minds want to know, or in this case, gentlemen that have asked me. So, do you even have time for a love life again god you can't even breathe and you have text when is she going to fit a guy in or maybe she doesn't (laughs) oh yes i am very much attached
1: however my is is not like being in the spotlight so we don't yeah
0: i keep them out of it (laughs) i understand that completely as a matter of fact i guess i have a question relative to that because i interview a lot of you know performers and entertainers and such um, and my significant other is an actor as well. So I mean, it's it, how, do you find it difficult? Meaning, of course, when you're when you have such a vigorous schedule, and you're like in, in your case, you're in the spotlight in more than one occasion. You've done various things we're about to talk about in your professional life. And so, is that tough for him? Meaning, a person who normally stays away. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, is it, do you find that that's a challenge for him? Nope, not at all. Oh, it is not at all happen oh my goodness how sweet is that look at that you really do have the perfect life gosh I, I'm <laughs> jealous just kidding I'm actually quite happy you know, to tell you the truth it's not often that people can you know they don't really realize it's a balancing act you really have to take all of this very seriously stay very disciplined and focused on what you're doing and it's a lot I give you a lot of credit for being able to balance all of this because I know I'm going so crazy literally as we speak right now um Oh yeah, but sometimes okay. you have
1: to have that downtime and you have to go and really just take that time for yourself to recharge and to, you know, deal with the rest of the day, deal with the rest of the week, deal with the rest of the month. You know, it's not, you know, it's not
0: always, you know, easy. You do have to recharge. <laughs> Definitely. Oh no. Absolutely. I totally get what you're talking about. And since you brought up the whole downtime thing, that was going to be my other question to you, which is, of course, we all have our certain things that we favor or we enjoy doing. So tell us a bit about just regular ordinary life when you get five minutes to have it, which is what I'm guessing all you have. Um, (laughs) Tell us a bit about what if we shadowed you for a day, what does that look like? Meaning outside of your professional commitments, what do you like to do? What does your downtime include? So every day is different. So –
1: um, Let's see. A normal day would be. Uh, I. I, I there is no normal day. So I would let me pick a, a day that I can remember easily. So I wake up. I take uh, the dog out. Um, then I go exercise. And then it depends on if it's a weekend and if I have a gig or if it's a weekday. Um, I pretty much train for a bit and then probably around one, have lunch and figure out what the rest of my day will be like if I need to work on some things, if I need to go and make a lesson plan for somebody, if I need to work on something else, like I have so many aspects of my life, but sure. um, more than, until at least 1 p.m. is training, um, in terms of fitness. And then the rest of my day is dedicated to work and uh, commitments. And then sometimes, oh. you know, there's activities in the evening. Yeah. So that is my typical day. <laughs>
0: Gosh, that's a lot. Holy cow, it's as busy as your downtime is. Holy mackerel! Wow. I uh, I can't. My head's spinning. Right now. Downtime okay, so downtime for me. Let's still is busy. Yeah. I like being busy. <laughs> Well, and, and if it was total I think there's
1: something it would be me at a beach sleeping or reading.
0: That would be pulled Oh my gosh, that's very very cool. I like that. In fact, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about. And and since it's kind of uh, rang through here, let's let's throw it out there. Uh, most people that have accomplished a great deal, I, I've been an author a long time, so of course I've I've done my share of books and and may not even do anymore. But I am curious to ask you if you've considered. Writing a book about some of these experiences we're going to talk about, because I imagine that it would be very empowering and, and uplifting for the younger women that are out there today. Has that crossed your mind at all? So it has crossed my mind, and right now we actually
1: are working on a book. Um, it's called <laughs> It's called Tell a Mermaid and it goes. It's kind of based on my platform, which is Rain. Um, but mm-hmm. basically, it is. Um, a story about little girls uh, about a mermaid named Mermaid Jessalie and uh, we can get into that a little bit later. But I also work as a professional mm-hmm. mermaid, and she, you right. know, is having an issue with um, this octopus touching her, and she's trying to figure out the appropriate way to say, "Hey, you know, I'm not really happy with you tickling me this way," and so just mm-hmm. allow. And so it's a little kid's story, and it'll allow them to be able to know, hey, you can say no to somebody that you don't like touching you a certain way. And with Tell a Mermaid, it allows them to tell a mythological creature. You know, like when they sit on Santa Claus's lap and tell them, hey, this is what I want Mm -hmm. for Christmas. If they feel uncomfortable telling an adult whatever might be going on, they might be able to tell a mermaid because the person says, don't tell anybody. Well, a mermaid's not anybody. It's a special creature. So maybe you can tell me because... You know, I'm not anybody, you know, I'm not your mom or dad, and I can, you know, help you. So, yeah, so that's my first step. (laughs) Oh,
0: my goodness. And that's very, very admirable because I know that you had partnered with the, and just so you folks know RAIN stands for Resources for Sexual Assault Survivors and Their Loved Ones. Hugely important organization for, for multitudes of reasons, and I give you a whole lot of credit for delving into something like that. It's very very tricky, especially with children, per se, uh, and it's very admirable, and uh, kudos to you on that side of the fence. That is a wonderful initiative to have, and I wish you great success with that. That's going to be wonderful. Um, I took a look today. Let's start off by talking about the clothing line. I love the name. last. This This is so cute. It's like it's an embracing of curves and creativity. I love this. It goes from extra small all the way up to 3X, so it covers not the gamut of just small, medium, and large like typically most people do. You go from all the way teeny tiny to all the way a little bit larger, which is awesome. So tell me a bit about the moment you realized, hey, I'm going to start this company. I'm going to name it this. Were you motivated by someone, something, some event? Where did that epiphany come from to hear going on and she laughed. So, okay,
1: because <laughs> there is a huge story around it. Um, I was at this retreat in Scotland, <laughs> and uh, it was a it was an all women's retreat um, in this castle, and it was mm-hmm. it was an empowering retreat, and um, I thought I I thought that the retreat was going to be um, a little bit different than it was, but I was inspired by the females I met at this retreat. Some of them were, um, some, some of them just had very interesting storylines and, and past, and I was just very intrigued by them because they were all so incredibly sexy, and, you know, and I went to the retreat hoping to become m- m- sexy because I never felt sexy Um, and I just was so inspired by these incredibly sexy, awesome women, um, who were all apparently inspired by me and my style of dress. They just thought, oh my gosh, everything that you wear is so incredible. You should start a clothing line. And I've been getting those stories for a while now, especially in the aerial community, um, that all of those things combined and being in Scotland it was just like, okay, let me do this.
0: <laughs> and so, bam, the start of sexy last. <laughs> oh, look at that. And and uh, how long have you been in business now? When did you officially start it? What year? How long have you been doing this? Um, I officially started June
1: of 2017. We okay. finally um, launched and um, production started September of 2018. So, because it took that long to get the designs going and getting samples done and all of that. And yeah, and we're going strong now.
0: Cute as that. Well, and the thing is, too, this is the neat part. I went and I perused the website, of course, and folks, she's covered every gamut. From we've got blankets, zip tops, jackets, meaning driving puffer jackets. You've got sweatpants, yoga pants, shorts, bras, a little bit of leather, a little bit of lace. And you've literally covered the gamut from front, back, and sideways. Um, tell me, because I'm curious to ask, out of all the different clothing items so far, what are you finding is selling the very best? And do you have any idea why people are gravitating to one particular item or one particular brand? I see that the Heather line,
1: which was inspired by my sister, um, is selling the best. And I think it's because it's the most comfortable line, the most giving line. It's like what people think of when they think of athleisure. They think of what I can throw on still look good in, but is extremely comfortable. And that line shows as it's being very comfortable, laid back. You can wear it to the grocery store but you can also dress it up
0: and so that's the line that's selling the best. Oh, you betcha. Now, if somebody happens to be listening in today, clearly, and they want to, to look into starting something like a fitness line, you know, because obviously our clothing line is different. We do T-shirts, and we know other people that do other things. So as far as getting into the fitness realm, or even if they want to start a business, because, of course, you've worked with more than one business in the past – can you give people one or two suggestions in terms of your secret of success that you found that's tried and tested and true for you, meaning I implemented this or this, and it's worked out tremendously. Because when you start a business, I mean, I'm not going to lie, the first year or two, it's just a struggle. I mean, it's difficult. It's time consuming. It's frustrating. So uh, what can you tell people based on your experiences that's really worked for you from a business standpoint?
1: Um. First and foremost, get a mentor. Get a mentor and do research. Those two things are huge. You need a mentor for somebody to try to, someone to say, is it really always going to be this hard, someone to help motivate you, someone to say, that's not a great idea. You need a mentor, and you need to do your research. You need to make sure, has this been done before? Is this a good idea? What has failed? What are some people's successes? You know, you don't want to go. With, you you don't want to fall down the wrong line. You need to figure out. Well, how am I going to do this? Do I want to produce in the U.S.? If you're going to produce in the U.S., be prepared to have a very expensive clothing line. It is very expensive to produce in the U.S. I repeat. <laughs> Hence, why my prices are so expensive. But you know, you, you just have to make you, you have to make a decision on tons of things. You have to do your research and get a mentor. Those are the top two things. Then be prepared to cry
0: (laughs) and spend a lot of money. (laughs) Oh, my God, right? I mean, that is the bare bones truth. I'm telling you, I have cried. I've gotten frustrated. I've thrown hands against the wall. People don't really realize that, I think. Well, plus, you live in a world nowadays, right, where, I mean, at least in your area for fitness and in, in particular fitness attire, do you find that there's a heavy, heavy level of competition that goes on in your realm? Are there a lot of people doing what you do out there?
1: There is a heavy realm of competition. However, Mm -hmm. not the way that I've made my clothing. Um, The realm of competition, what I see is because they all have the same patterns, so I see them all kind of getting it from the same source, where my clothing line I actually developed from scratch. From pen and paper to okay, these are we went to the store. These are the materials. Okay, let's go it to this pattern, and it's made for curves. So if you are a person who is wholly straight up and down, sexy lots would not be for you because it is the pattern is made to go in with the waist, go out with the hips, go you know go in with the butt. It's it's made for a curvy girl because you're the. That was the issue that I was having trying to buy clothes, <laughs> not being able to find oh, something to actually fit the actual curves and blather them.
0: <laughs> and I was, when I took a look on the website, I did notice that obviously, of course, you've got all the various different brands that are available online for people to purchase. So let's say, for instance, they're in Washington where you're located, or New York where I happen to be on and off. Can somebody just walk in uh, to a pop up store, let's say, for instance, a regular, uh, you know, Macy's or otherwise? And purchase your clothing or is that in the works or or where are you at stage wise in terms of that? What's your eventual growth concept?
1: So my growth is I would like to be sold in boutique gyms and stuff like that. I'd rather still be online, oh. be in gyms. Um my clothing line's not quite for Macy's or anything like that. It is for sure. Um fitness
0: studios. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and of course, I mean, you, you know, who doesn't look good in your clothing? And folks, I know you haven't, obviously not all of you have seen it yet, but it, you almost can't help but feel prettier wearing this, which I realize is part of the point here. But you not only you, you really get to see yourself in a very different light, you get to be comfortable. Obviously, it's easy to work out and it goes without saying. And the other nice part about it is I went to the other side there and you also happen to mention that you do things um, like nutrition coaching and personal training. So, how much of your time is actually devoted to that? And then, if you tell the folks a little bit about what is specifically what you provide, let's say a particular person comes to you and says, "Hey, I want you to go ahead and schedule something," uh, you know, a nutrition coaching session or or a series of them. Or how do you how do you work your regimen so that people get what they need? Let's say if they're long distance. So, if they're long
1: distance, um, we have a Skype session. Um, initial consultation, and we talk about what what their needs are. They do fill out my local form that I have online, so I already have a good idea of what they're looking for. Then we come up with a comprehensive plan, whether they want um, me to prescribe online training that they can just go and look at an app and do the specific exercises I prescribe online. If they want me to be doing Skype online training with them, we can do it that way. It just depends on their
0: schedule and their needs. Gotcha. And, of course, if they're anything like me, which I'm sure there's at least four people in the world that might be remotely close to me uh, in terms of how I behave, what if they come to you and they're like, I don't have a clue of what I need? Because I imagine, I mean, if I had to deal with someone like you, I'd be like, I don't have any clue. I eat like crap. I don't exercise. I'm this, this, and that. Meaning, is is there there's- such a thing as a hopeless case? Because I always feel like I'm a hopeless case. Oh, like, no one's going to be able to help Not
1: at all. So we talked about. I said, okay. So you came to me. So obviously you have a goal that you want to achieve. Let's talk about that mm-hmm. goal. What? what why did you pick me first of all? What? What made you come to me? And they'll explain. Uh-huh. Now, what is your goal? And what? Why do you think I can help you achieve that goal? Okay, great. Now you can work on a plan because obviously you're you're there for a reason. Yeah, you called me. Right. You saw. You saw. You know. You saw what I do. You saw the website. For me. Yeah. So that's what, that's my method. And then I can go on to and figure it out.
0: It's very, very, very so cool, not, as a matter of fact. A hopeless case. <laughs> well, thank God. There you go, folks. Did you hear that? Even I can get help. <laughs> Shocker. I'm sure my better half will be shocked to hear that. Look at that. Okay, so on the one side of the fence, we've got her fitness line, which we talked about, obviously. On the other side of the fence, get ready to this, folks, before we get to the mermaid side of things. You have been named in twenty nineteen both Miss Mermaid and Ms. District of Columbia. Wow. That's like getting beat with a beauty stick seventy five times over. So you really are that pretty and you really are that talented. Wow. I can't even get Miss Congeniality, Miss Friendly, Miss Anything. And you've got two titles on your belt. Okay. So let's talk about that for a minute because, again, um, I always like to talk about the supposed stigmas in our society today. I oftentimes have noticed, and I even hear it on social media and other ways. I'm sure you do too sometimes. The impression that we get is the, and, and the outside is, okay, when you're when someone's wearing a crown, et cetera, so they have to look perfect, they have to act perfect. There's like this huge level of criteria, and, a, and I can't even imagine a plummeting pressure to, to maintain a crown and a title like that. So, so talk about that a little bit. Was there any apprehension on your part when you when you started embarking upon winning these crowns and titles? Does any of that ever, you know, ever cross your head? Like, you know, the the pressure to perform is just so high, or to be whatever it is that society wants you to be. Did that ever scare you or deter you at all?
1: No, the only thing that was a little um, unnerving to me is that. Um, for the Ms. District of Columbia, I just had to be a little bit more conservative. For, for instance, being a mermaid, obviously I have, like, very colorful dyed hair and stuff like that, right. where I needed to tone that back. But other than that, no, I want to just take it the challenge and go on with it. These were my first pageants, and I'm having fun with it. <laughs>
0: you know, this is, oh,
1: this gosh, is exciting second
0: Oh, I'm sure it's terribly exciting. Now, of course, because, like, 99% of us are not crowned anything. Thank you. So tell us, when they say to you, okay, you're Miss da I assume that you have specific duties. I mean, is it is it a tough crown to wear, so to speak? Because I can only imagine. I mean, we look at royalty, that's, like, the only real thing we can compare it to. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't even imagine what that's like. So um, – Is it difficult to lead a regular life if you are crowned and having this sort of title? Because I imagine that there are necessary things that must be completed by you in the course of a year. Yes. I remember after a week
1: after having my title, I said, wow, this is actually a full-time job. Mm. (laughs) It's not a Um, So it did take me a little bit to adjust my schedule to accommodate um, having a title and still having my busy life. Um but then once we got the schedule going, it worked out. <laughs>
0: so
1: yes, it is oh, it is quite so. and because there's appearances now, and
0: lots of stuff to do. Yes. <laughs> and then do they get the, did you get like all those pretty sparkly dresses? Because I like to dress sparkly all the time. So I'm like, Okay, oh, she told me yes. to get all those I pretty dresses several. and sashes.
1: <laughs> oh yes. I got several pretty dresses. Um, I'm still trying to decide which one I'm going to wear for my evening gown for the pageant, but I have several amazing dresses. Signature Dress Shop in Washington, D.C. was so amazing to me. They had amazing choices, and they would call me and say, Jessica, we found something really perfect for you, and it was always perfect. Yeah, I have a great wardrobe right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm so jealous. Oh, my God. (laughs) She's, like, kicking my ass here, folks, okay? Here I am thinking today. I was like, oh, I'm getting featured in a magazine. And then you come on. Oh, she has a title, like, <laughs> 75 of them, and she's thin and pretty, and, yeah, she has great dresses <laughs> and a clothing line. And, oh, my God. Okay, moving right along. I'm going to try to feel better now. Oh, my God, this is awesome. Well, and the other cool part about it is, is I imagine that you get a chance to make a difference. I think that's one of the things that we look at. Obviously, when you miss anything, because you meet so many people, I imagine that you make a difference. You make an impression upon people, big, little, etc. Do they look up to you? I, I guess that's one thing I wanted to ask is do people notice you more, meaning that sash that and that title and that responsibility allows you to make a difference in a good, positive way? Yes, it does, and that has meant so much to me, and the
1: place that I've noticed I'm making the most difference um, when I'm doing my appearances is in the um, the, the LGBT world. Every time, like Really? When I was at Pride, the, the amount of people that came up to me and said, thank you for being here, wow, because I don't know why they weren't expecting someone like me to be there, but but every time I've gone to one of those Texas events, they are really so thankful. They announce me. They love, they love me. They are, they're the most thankful bunch ever. They really
0: are. It, it's, it's incredible.
1: And I, I've been so appreciated
0: to go to those events. <laughs> oh, I imagine so definitely. Now, folks, if you're listening in right now, I bet you're imagining that Jessica's day job is probably correlates with her night job, which means, of course, she works in a corporate <laughs> field? Absolutely. Yes, she does. Shocker. I was so shocked when I learned that you worked in IT, because I'm like, it doesn't even jive. And I'm sorry. I know that probably doesn't You know, because I'm like, uh, she does what? I mean, can any of you picture this? I'm I'm picturing mermaids and dresses and pretty hair. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I, I do IT. Yeah, that's right. So let's talk about the big business, of course. Since 2012, you've been working for, uh, yeah, is it Galtic Technology Solutions. I know you're the vice president of operations. So tell us about the exciting world of IT. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying this right now. just works in IT. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it doesn't even match you. So is it, like, exciting? Because I have friends in IT, and they, like, talk nerdy all the time, and I'm not tech savvy, and I feel like an idiot. So are you kind of just really kind of nerdy and techy, and we just don't know it? I am absolutely nerdy and techy. Um <laughs>
1: But I, can, but I can speak without using Geek speak. Um, really? I lo- yes. I. Learning about new technology, and technology changes every day, and so therefore it's not that quite difficult for my life because I change every day. I love evolving, and technology evolves mm-hmm. every day. Look at all these cybersecurity threats that we're getting. It's absolutely insane. Um, when I first started, I presented myself to the IT company saying, hey, I've been a stage manager for all of these years. I can stage manage your company. And, hey, there you go. And I'm actually um, starting my own IT company called Siren Services and Solutions. And that's going to be offering, yeah, managed services solutions and other business solutions. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. She's beautiful and she's smart. Holy cow. You've got the total package here. This is is just My other question relative to IT, because somebody just brought this up the other day. Um, We live in a world now where we work so much with things like clouds and and all sorts of other things. And so I'm tech stupid, and people will tell you that all the time. I literally don't even know what a cloud is half the time. I had to go to NAB, and I finally learned some of that good stuff. So my question to you is is that because we live in the world, 2019, any advice? Because people ask me this all the time. Is there such a thing as a cliff note when it comes to learning about technology for our real world? You know what I mean? Because things have changed so much. You know, is, is it even and possible? The
1: quick answer is no, because something will change tomorrow. Um, you know, a few years ago, ransomware did not exist. And now ransomware is everywhere where people are holding your data and holding it at ransom until you pay it up. Uh, pay, and then mm-hmm. they'll give you back your data. But, you know, years ago, ransomware wasn't a thing. <laughs> Everything is changing Rapidly, so there really isn't a cliff note. I would say the best thing to do is have an IT consultant or provider um, who will send you newsletters and keep you up to date with what's happening in the world. That's your best cliff notes reading the IT newsletters.
0: Ah, gotcha. Very smart idea. Yeah, it's a tough, I know what you're talking about. Things kind of evolve back, forth, and sideways faster than point, so it's a little nuts. So this brings us to the obvious, which is, of course, I always like talking about the mermaid side of things because, well, who doesn't like a mermaid? And Morgana was on my show before you were, so I got to interview her first. And so I was super excited. I'm like, oh, my God, I get to talk to a mermaid. I am like an overgrown child, by the way, in case you haven't figured that out. So I'm like, oh, my God, mermaid. It's like my eyes are automatically just Um Because you're a competitive free diver, um, mermaiding, I would guess, is probably just logical or a logical guess that this is something you would do. So, we're gonna have different reasons, so let's talk a bit about what makes you want to get into a tank, go underwater, perform as a mermaid because I imagine and i'm I know I'm told it's physically demanding, it can be very uh tiring it can be a, it can be a very tireless job, so to speak so so why the motivation to mermaid? Why that? I just love it because it's weird
1: and I love being underwater, (laughs) but the the best, yeah, the best thing about it is I love being weird. And so when Morgana actually presented this idea to me to be on her team, I took them and ran. I said, I've always loved the water. I've always been a strong swimmer, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. a challenge and it's lovely to, do new things underwater and relax your face and be able to make bubble rings. And it's a challenge. And it's like, okay, well, how long am I going to stand there this time? And it's beating your own record and it's seeing that magic of when people see you underwater and you're waving and your face actually looks pretty in the tank underwater. And they Mm. have so much joy. It's all of those things.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Come on. Well, and, and, I, I, I myself personally, I'm an average swimmer. I mean, you know, I can go into a pool. I can go to the height. you know, I know how to – we all know how to float and breathe underwater. I, sh- I guess I shouldn't say we all do. But I guess one of the biggest things is, is how have you trained yourself? Because I know some people when they go there is purposely to watch you because they can't do it, obviously. There's people who have fears of being underwater, people with fears of drowning, et cetera. Or, I mean, how do you overlook or overcome, I should say, all of the natural fears that most of us have about doing something like this? Because – I mean you're not down there for like three minutes, you know? So I never had
1: a fear of drowning. I've never had a fear of water. So that just comes natural to me. And sure. I actually love holding my breath. I don't I, I've actually you know, and I have done that since I was a kid. I would just swim and hold my breath, swim laps and just practice that way, not knowing that free diving was a thing. Just how long can I hold my breath? So all of those
0: things combined made this a perfect sport for me. Oh, I bet. Absolutely. And then tell us a bit about your regimen, because I imagine if you have a show, let's say, coming up on Saturday, how much time is there for prep? And moreover, uh, do you get to pick out your own costumes? Do you design yourself? Do you guys get, get together and work it all out together? Uh, how does that work? So um, we tend to
1: have our own personas. Um, and so Mermaid Jessalite has her own costumes she actually has several tails um, about 24 right now with uh, three being made <laughs> but um, ah, okay she, it depends on the gig um, but she tends to wear her standard Mermaid Jessely tail which would be that pink yellow and purple tail um, yep. and all those accessories but if it's if it's a gig that requires her to wear one of the sparkly tails, she'll wear that. But it really just depends on what the gig is. Um, and that depends on what costume I'll wear. And then it depends on what hair color I'll choose to be in and the makeup style. And um, if I'm just swimming around, if it's a birthday party, if I'm actually in the tank so at the model and look pretty, there's all sorts of things that fall into what I wear and how I prepare.
0: Oh, absolutely. I imagine so. And then out of curiosity, of all the times that you've done your show and all the different people that have seen you, is there one person or one particular compliment or something that was said to you that really moved you, meaning on all the time that you've been performing, something you'd share with us that just was enlightening or enriching or very sweet? I always like to hear those awe moments, like, oh, that was so nice. Anything you can recall? Uh,
1: It was um, recently um at the fairy festival in columbia maryland where this um african-american girl said i didn't realize that mermaids could look like me where's the white mermaid and i said hey you have me is that okay she said it's more than okay and she did not leave until it was time for the tank to close and i thought that was Aww. just very endearing
0: Oh, that is terribly, dear. how sweet is that? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Um, and do you have a particular routine or a particular, uh, of all the things that you do underwater, um, what's your favorite? What's your favorite thing to do underwater? So, it, I what know a
1: like glam mermaid. <laughs> I'm known as a glam mermaid. <laughs> so, I go underwater and just stare at people, <laughs> basically, oh my God. and just wave and just Uh, yeah I just go and stare at people and just like look at me aren't I beautiful and I'll wave and make make a little bubble heart before I go back up but yeah I just kind of go down there and stare and sometimes I'll use my little um, brush and you know brush out my hair but I'm basically just a glam mermaid look at me look at me (laughs) and just have a pretty face on and have people take pictures (laughs)
0: very, very neat. Absolutely. Very, very cool. Now, as if she hasn't done enough stuff, word on the street is, apparently, I hear that you're trying to break a world record, and you're trying to win Miss America. Miss America, I should say. Um, so, tell us. Can we help? How far are you in the journey? Where are you at with all of that? That's, I, I, that's what I last heard, and I thought to myself, well, let's check in with you and see how close you are to achieving this, or will you achieve this?
1: So, Um, For winning Ms. America, Um, you guys can go and help vote for me for the People's Choice Award, (laughs) which would be helpful. Just get onto the Ms. uh, America.com website and scroll down to my picture and add to cart and then check out to vote for me. And I'm going for a national record in dynamic for freediving in Cyprus this October. So dynamic will be how many um, laps I could swim, um, how many meters I can swim without stopping. So that will be the record I'm going for—a national record. Yep. Wow. We can actually swim
0: better than me too. <laughs> Today we learned that my guests are 100% more confident than I am. No, I, what we have come to discover, I have to say, is it, it's so refreshing. And, and really revitalizing, to me at least, to see a female that is capable of, of doing so much. You're, you're so confident and so clear about, I want to do this, I want to do this, I'm achieving this, I'm doing this. It's very impressive. It really is. It's very, very impressive. It's very enriching, and it's also very empowering. So ladies, if you are listening right now, apparently, according to Jessica's wife, which, is, which she's a poster child of, you can literally do everything you want in and out of water and accomplish and do very well doing it. So congratulations to you, young lady. Um, before we wrap up the show, I want to ask, uh, first of all, on the mermaid side of things, if people want to come and see you perform, when are you going to be performing next and where? Um, my next performance
1: will be at the Pennsylvania Renaissance Festival all throughout August and September. Um, wow. I will have a little bit of a break, obviously, for the pageant at the end of August, and then I will also be right. in China competing at the World of Mermaid Championships um, the end of August and uh,
0: beginning of September. So Nice. Very, very nice. Now, yep, and then are after people that, able to get begin- the Carolina Renaissance Festival? Or they can go to your website, from September, obviously. September through you know. November. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Okay, and the website is for individuals, for your clients. So let's say, for instance, they can deal with you from long distance, like you said, so you're able to Skype and do other things, even though you're working in other different states, correct? This way, then you can still have business coming in. Wonderful. Okay, now, a couple of things. First of all, about two hours after we get done with the show, it'll become archived, and I'll send you over a copy so that this way, then, you have it for your records and you can share it with anybody in our listening audience or anybody out in the world that wasn't able to hear it today. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to read off an entire list of different places where people can find you on social media or otherwise. So when I get finished, just let me know if I've missed anything because I want to make sure people are able to find you. Um, the lovely young lady that we've spoken to today is Jessica, and the last name is Winfield. It's W-I-N-F-I-E-L-D, and here comes the list of a numerous amount of different organizations with websites she's affiliated with. It. The clothing line we spoke of, which is WWwdenet sexylass.com and that's spelled s e x i l a s s dot com the company we've spoken where she actually is a tech sort of nerd as she calls it www.g a e l t e k dot com her initiative as we mentioned for sexual assault survivors and their loved ones it's www.r a i n n dot o r g and of course the mermaid side of things www.circuscyberpod dot com on Facebook. She has a personal page and she also has one for the clothing line, Sexy Lass, as well as for Galtech and Circus Siren Pod. She's on YouTube. If you want to vote for her, www.msamerica.com. And then if you head over to Instagram, it is both Sexy Lass as well as Circus Siren Pod. Any other places where people can find you? Yes,
1: they can find me at Mermaid Jessalie.
0: Which is J
1: E S S A L E E, and that is both on Instagram and Facebook. And my mermaid uh, face, and my mermaid website is dcmerbabe and you can find all my mermaid trinkets and book
0: me for mermaid events there as well. Nice, very very. Good. Well, I have to tell you, young lady, I'm quite impressed. i I'm, I'm just literally blown away. I almost feel like I. I'm obligated to go buy a new mermaid costume, get myself some sexy-ass clothing, <laughs> go do some nutrition coaching and fitness, etc. cetera, and uh, at least a 100 of you who are listening in should do the same. No, As a matter of fact, I have to say, really honestly, um, thank you so much for in- enriching my audience, teaching them a little bit of something, sharing your experiences, but most importantly, like I said, making a difference in so many people. You would be surprised how many times after my show I hear from people how inspiring it is to them that I host individuals who actually make a difference and who make them feel like they can be their better selves. So thank you for helping my audience to be their better selves. I appreciate it. And certainly a month or two months down the row, when you win another title, you can come back on the show and say, oh, Hey, Cindy, let's talk about the new title. Cause I'm very confident that things will go very well. And certainly like I said, don't be a stranger. You can come back anytime. We would love to have you. Thank you so much. Anytime, my dear, you have a good afternoon and good luck to you. Thank you. Have a great afternoon. That was Jessica Winfield. I mean, right? Completely blown away. I know. I know. i got to stop being so hard on myself. I do have a few of her qualities. I do. I do. I do. Um, So my very big thanks again to Jessica, of course, for taking time out of her busy schedule and, of course, restructuring her schedule because, obviously, there was a little misunderstanding she was going to come on the show yesterday. So my apologies to her in reference to that. I do not want to forget the absolute amazing, wonderful, talented, sweet, and beautiful publicist Kelly Carnes. Because without Kelly, we would not have had the show today. So to those of you who are wanting to look at Kelly and what she does, and yes, you should want to, because she is that fab. www. Carnes. C-A-R-N-E-S-A-N-D. Dot C-O is her website, and of course. As we mentioned, Jessica, please go to www.msamerica.com. Please go give her a vote, please, because I know that she's working really, really hard, and good luck and congratulations. Hopefully, she'll be able to break that record. As far as I know, unless something changes, I will be back on air tomorrow, so please stay tuned. I'm just waiting for confirmation. It should be either 1 or 2 o'clock Central Standard Time tomorrow, so please make it a point to tune in if you can. I have to say again, thank you so very much to everybody that has taken the time to listen into the show today, uh, who has been so patient to wait for the show to come back. I promise you, uh, after the film festival gets done, things will quiet down a little bit. I will go back to more of a regular routine. Summer is, as you know, always a little bit up and down, me being on the show, off the show, the whole nine yards. Um, Also want to say real quickly, thank you so much to every single person who had sent me a beautiful happy birthday wish. In case I did not get to formally thank you on Facebook or otherwise. know that i appreciate it please also realize that yes i really am taking 50 that hard i know i know you guys are probably sick of hearing it uh i am i'm taking it tough but i I have a great support system i have people around me that are reminding me that i that i am okay even though i'm 50 so um i appreciate that more than i can say appreciate the wishes uh thank you so much for all the anniversary wishes we appreciate it very much um and just your presence in general of course i do hope to see all of you tomorrow Uh, you have a wonderful evening I am off to go out and work in the film festival all night again. (laughs) You guys have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow.